0: All right, man. Welcome to the Two Ninety Mo Podcast. I appreciate your time. If you could introduce yourself to my viewers and listeners,
1: uh, MoE man, Moa Slump Gang, Mo Two Times. Uh, Instagram is MoE of underscore Slump Gang. Uh, be sure to check out the uh, project I got out right now, Lane Change on all on all platforms. Uh, yes, go cop that. Take a listen to it. Okay. Okay. What's what's what's
0: what's Slump Gang? What's what's to it?
1: um slump game is a slump game is a collective man it's a collection of artists um it started out with one of my brothers um i got two brothers in music as well um they've been doing a, a music for about 10-15 years man a group of engineers uh artists uh music artists so some of everything man we try to keep it all in the family keep it uh, as much and in, in, with us as we can um, everybody got a lot of good music coming out, so stay on the look for Slump Game, man.
0: Okay, okay. So uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to just start at the beginning. Where, where you from? Where you grew up?
1: Uh, born and raised here in Chicago, man. Grew up on the west side here at Cicero in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother moved out to the Burbs, single mother. Um, moved out to the Burbs about sixth, seventh grade. Uh, play, started playing basketball, uh, getting into music. Being in the streets, just just moving around like a young Chicago kid, man. Nothing crazy.
0: Did Did you have any aspirations, as a shorty? Like, what What you want to be growing up?
1: Uh, you know, my my mom and my father, man, they always told me never never slight yourself. You can be anything. So, um, coming up, man, really, basketball was my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I always thought I could make it in hooping um she played ball with a lot of great hoopers uh a couple of my homies right now in the nba so how far you take it uh, i took it to college man like i tell people all the time like school ain't for everybody definitely wasn't necessarily for me Mm -hmm. but shit it got me basketball got me there like that was my motivation like like mj bro you got to find a way to keep yourself pushing through it sometime you know so school was my hooping was my motivation to get through school
0: Mm -hmm. In them early years, what role did music play in your life? What, what was you listening to? What, what, was, what, what was being played in the house?
1: Man, major role, major role. My father, a big stepper. Like, so he always was one of those dudes who had a step in music going on in the crib. Uh, my mother my mother was uh, in a choir. She she actually sung for the Tommies. It's a, a church not too far from here. They traveled around the country. Uh, when she had me and my sister, you know, she kind of had to give it up a little bit, you know, because, like I said, single mother. So... Um she invested heavily in, in me and my sister. My sister was in the choir. My sister had such a uh well-rounded ear for music. Like she wouldn't just let me listen to rap. She'll let me make me listen to R and B, hip hop, she even listened to alternative rock, Lincoln Park, uh mm-hmm. like everything, man. Um N E R D. So like so it's a, a long list of music music first concert I ever went to was with my sister. She we went to go see um Kanye West and this was this, mm, your first concert was a Yay concert? Yeah, first first concert uh-huh. ever was a Yay concert. And to tell you how long ago this was, Rihanna was on the undercard for it. Oh yeah. Like, she won she only did like four songs. She wasn't even really big, big yet. Like so it was Rihanna, N E R D went second, and then Yay. Uh I think it was College Drop his college dropout album. Oh yeah, that's dope. Yeah, man.
0: Alright, man. So 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 you coming up, you you hooping. When, when did you, like, get the love for music, though, that you wanted to, to write it and create it and, and shit like that?
1: Man, in grade school, when I moved out to the Burbs, man, like, uh, you know, like, I was I was a loner, bro. Like, my, my sister's, like, nine years older than me. So, mm. I got two brothers, but we got a different mom. So, uh, same father. So, at home, it was just me. So, I had to figure out ways to entertain myself. You know, it wasn't... Xbox, PS4, you know, we had Segas and Nintendos, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So my, you know, for me, it was more so, um, I started poetry with my mom. Me and my mom would write poetry, and um, then, you know, I, I seen that in class when we had to do little projects, you know, it, it came naturally for me, and it, not at the end of it, the teachers would be like... Oh, that was kind of that was kind of decent bro you know making little songs and stuff like that so my mama challenged me like man you know you can she always taught me to think outside the box like hey you know there is jobs for people who make songs for commercials, you know what I mean And so I just always kept riding with it riding with it and, um when I actually got to uh, college like 19 18 19 years old uh, I moved out south um, over east. I got a scholarship to play at Olive Harvey, and uh, they got us an apartment over east of all places, bro, on Seventy First and Jeffrey. <laughs> Why they ain't get you sitting seven hundreds or something? Man, bro, I don't know. I don't know. Our parents agreed to <laughs> it with them, uh, so I ended up. Uh, I had I was already familiar with our south because my father lived out south on my entire life when I was growing up. So being on Seventy First and Western, and then uh, you know I was on 69, 79th Ninth and Campbell, uh, where my brothers grew up at. So. Um, it was kind of natural for me to go over there, and uh, we. But it was all West Side boys, man. A crib full of four, five West Side kids, all of us from like the suburbs, uh, Proviso West, uh, Proviso East area, and uh, we had a good squad, though, man. But that's where it really, really started to be like, all right, I can do this, I can do this. We started a group called Seven One Four Four because that was the address, mm-hmm. Seventy One Forty Four South Jeffrey, and um, when we started doing that, like. My the, the, the dude who really started with me, my homie named Reggie, he used to always tell me, like, hey, like I know I'm cold on the freeze." He was cold, bro. So he was like, I know I got the freestyle. I know I can do this, that, and the third, but you got it, bro. Like, keep doing that shit. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, so how was it, you know what I'm saying, just going on the east side like that? With a house full of dudes that ain't front of block, y'all just moving moving around, did y'all have any issues or anything? Hey <laughs>
1: hey people ask us that all the time, bro. Like it it was it was crazy the love that we got. You know what I mean? I guess I don't know if it was because we hooped. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we did never really keep up too much drama. We always had parties. We always had females come coming through the crib, chilling, just vibing. Like, it was so many of us. Our crib was the party crib. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like, it, it wasn't never really no issues. We have a, pe- a few people try to brush up on us here and there, but we took care of any, any of that shit that we had to deal with. It was so many of us. Uh, one time, my homies was downstairs. It was two of them. And I guess people ain't know that the whole squad was in the crib. Like, I mean, it was, we was deep, 12, 14 people. And uh, they was walking, and, and the guys was just like, hey, here are our Vicks right here. <laughs> and they was like, you know, in their head, like, man, what the fuck, like, they can't be talking about us so they walking they keep walking and then dudes come up try to pull up on them and they messed up letting them in the crib like shit so we come downstairs 14 swole on the ass we in the middle of the street with all type of shit and like after that ain't nobody messed with us bro like you know this was 2000 2008 to 2011 so you know this was before the Chief key era mm-hmm. you know we was over in Inglewood we on O Block before it was we even knew what O Block was we just had people who went to school with us that lived there. Mm-hmm. so it was all always love, bro it was never no issues i love ourself man okay
0: so you mentioned the poetry was you rapping before you y'all made the group
1: uh not really bro like i i make a couple songs here and there with uh some of my homies from school um but other than that you know we weren't really putting the money into it putting nothing behind it it was just like a little hobby like yeah let me write it write a little verse here or there type thing mm-hmm. okay so so when y'all get the when we get the group together.
0: Talk to me real quick about what your subject matter was like. Like, what was you talking about? Because you weren't really rapping like that before, and now it's a group dynamic to it.
1: Um, It all depended, bro. The crazy thing was, like, it took a, a, a turn on us when uh, when the Taste of Chicago was still going on. And uh, we was downtown. It was about three or four of us from the apartment. We was downtown, and I actually had just came, got down on the subway and... Uh, before we went to the subway, like, I had ran up on a, a bunch of the old guys from from the land, uh, Bellwood area, bro. You know, it's a lot of Stones out there. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody called me. Yeah, bro. I know those from from up there. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, shit, I grew up in Islam. Mm-hmm. So, naturally, you know, I was always gravitated toward those guys, man. So, uh, when I said, it was about 20, 30 deep, we all talking. We go downstairs afterwards and we de- depart from them and we getting to it on the train. So, like, at first, you know, it was just four or five of us, then then two, two, three kids come over on the train talking shit, getting all rowdy or whatever, and then they go back, not messing with us or nothing, but when they came back in the car, It was like 14, 15 of them just on that, like smacking hats off and shit. So, you know, we get on it with them. You know, they got one of my homies. We was about to get off the train. They pulled one of my homies down and roughed him up a little bit. But we came in clearing shit. So we got him off the train. And after that, bro, it was just like our music was just like, hey, we on that. Like, like, our subject matter became, like, nah, it's us against the world. Like, we had a, I had a point to prove, like, nah, we not going. So, um, but then as time went on, you know what I mean, we got a female in the group. Her name was Lene, and she kind of softened it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? They brought the artistry out of us. Now it's like, all right, we got to think outside the box. Let's add that same passion, but we also have a female that can... Win ears like crazy I mean she could sing man So I be trying to get her to still do it sometime she man. retired Yeah she retired now oh. But at that time man You know it was uh, We had a song called Summertime Shot And uh, like to this day That's one of my favorite songs Whether it's mainstream or not Like mm. uh, it's just, it was just a vibe You know what I'm saying Like Lakeshore Drive type vibe And that's when you know We kind of rounded ourselves out We was doing shows And um uh, we were actually getting paid to perform because we would bring so many people out. You know, back then, people were like, hey, man, you bring 10 people, y'all free, you know? Yeah, oh, little they showcase. still do it. Yeah, they still do it a lot. But, you know, we bring in 30, 40, 50 people every time we trying to perform. So then it was like, all right, we just going to give y'all a piece of the door." And <clears throat> after that, you know, uh, I, asked, I went to school. I went to my second school. Because ideally, I wanted to stay with the group and keep this, keep it going. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was really <clears throat> tension in the group, man. And I had to really figure out, like, all right, am I going to finish this school shit up? Because realistically, bro, school is just a small portion of your life. You got your mm-hmm. whole life ahead of you. So I was like, man, do I want to keep hooping, finish this shit up? Or am I going to sit here and try to make all this work and keep pushing with the music?
0: And and what, what, what path did you did you take?
1: Uh, I ended up going to Wisconsin, bro. I went, ended up going to school in Wisconsin, in the middle of nowhere, bro. What was you going to school for? Uh, at first, it was education because mm-hmm. I always felt like I, I wanted to connect with the younger crowd, you know, and make sure that they had somebody that they can talk to. Uh, growing up, it wasn't a lot of black men teaching, you know. And for me, it wasn't. I ain't never had a black, never I had a black teaching. male teacher. And I ain't have a black male teacher until my in, until I was in my like my senior year of high school, bro. So uh, I felt like that was important. And, you know, I always was big on history. You know, growing up in Islam, my father was real big on history, um, knowing your past so you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was it was one of those subject matters that naturally I just wanted to be involved with. Uh, but then, you know, when I was in college, um, I seen that, you know, like, you know, teachers didn't make a lot of money. Mm, for sure. But I naturally, I was a leader. You know, I was a leader, a captain of all my teams in college. Uh, so I was just like, man, I'm a, I'm going a to go into business. I want to know how to make money work. I know I want to know how to get in front, getting get in somebody establishment and know how to make these numbers move. So I switched it over to business management. Okay, That's what I graduated with, a degree in business management.
0: Okay, okay. So so when you switched schools, you left the group too? You left the group as well?
1: Not necessarily left it. Um, we was all still cool, but, you know, they was here figuring stuff out. One of my homies had really started working, you know what I mean? Like, he was just trying to get paper. Um, and, you know, the whole time they was always just pushing me. Mm. It was like, man, you still got a passion for it. Like, you you can really do it. Like, so put the, don't stop. Like, keep writing, keep putting that time in. And that got me through up there. Because, like I said, it was the middle of nowhere, Manitowoc, Wisconsin. So, People don't even know what that is, other than that um, that show on Netflix about that one dude from Manitowoc I Still don't know where that Yeah, bro, <laughs> like it's like thirty miles south of Green Bay. That's the only so, thing I know about Wisconsin. Green yeah. Bay, Aaron Green Rodgers, Bay, bro. he going there. Yep, yeah, it's right, <clears> right, uh, right, right off the lakefront. It's beautiful up there in the summertime. It's hell in the winter. Mm-hmm. So you know, up there, I was really writing. Like I mean, bro, it, like I go into my dorm, bro, and this seven inches of snow outside so you can't grab you ain't no driving nowhere type shit bro. how was how the
0: racial uh dynamic up there
1: oh definitely different definitely different bro uh crazy part is, is a lot of black people up there uh some a lot of them coming from inner cities just trying to get away from the hustle and bustle niggas getting to shit get out the way stay up there um uh, but the locals like you know, you go into a Walmart, they look like they seen an alien. Yeah, that's but what they I mean. don't never really, they never really made you feel no. No niggas or no shit. Nah, nah, they was never that bold. Like <laughs> they was never that bold, but they was definitely looking like, man, where the fuck is y'all from, mm. why, and why is y'all here? But the whole time we just here because we playing basketball at right. the school up the road. Right. But you know, when they came to the games, there most more often than not, they recognize who he was and see us because our school was the only school in the area, so. Mm shit, the games would be flooded with just local people who didn't even have no interest in none of us. It was just that it was a school that had games, though. Mm-hmm. But It was definitely different, bro. It was definitely a different vibe, a different world. Like, going to bars and clubs there, of course, the music different. You know what I'm saying? You feel you feel like you're an outlier, which you really are. But sure. it was always cool, though. I ain't never had no issues. Man. Like I said, motherfuckers weren't that bold.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, so... So you said you graduated. What what what, what happened after graduation?
1: Uh man, man, that was about 2013, 14, and now I'm two, three years removed from what we was doing when I was over east. And you know, at that time, I had a nice little lineup with the clubs. I knew who who who's who were promoting, um, but I was away from it for so long because I actually stayed up there about eight months after I graduated. So I stayed up there. Me and my had my brother come up there with me. You know, we had action up there, man. Like it was money to be made up there. So um, we had through a party and I had uh, one of my this I don't I guess a girl got into it with one of my guys that was there. And uh, the he had said my name to the damn police when they was like, oh man, what house is this? Who house threw, threw the party? And it brought some negative attention to my way that I didn't have them three years that I was up there. So, you know, I was just so small of a city, you know, I came back home and I told my brother when I was going back up there. I'm like, hey, I don't know why I feel it. But if it's a police officer on my block when I get up there, we got to make a move. And uh, sure enough, bro, I took a week off, came, came back to the crib for a little bit, saw my family, went back up there. It was never any police on my block until I went back up there, and, and and after this incident happened, and when I seen that, I'm like, all right, let me get back to the crib, but when I came home, I, um, I wanted to see, like, all right, I need to get music into the club, like, I need to get my music to the DJs, and this is guy Kenny Boom, uh, shout out Kenny Boom, man, like, he had, uh, he was major in the clubs, like, Shrine, Dolphin, Adriana's everywhere, bro, so, um, Kenny had put out something on Instagram because I seen that he was popping when I was up in school and I was never able to go to the, to the spots because I stayed up there all the time. And so, shit, you know, he had started a group called the Power Group. And So I came back and seen what he was talking about. And at first it was like, all right, let me get push the music out with this. But then when I started doing it, then my business mind started really kicking in and I started rocking with him heavy. Like, so I always appreciated, like, bro, the bro I ain't never know us from a can of paint, but the people who put that work in and promoting showed love to us. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was just rocking out on the promoting side, trying to just make music here and there. But my brother, my baby brother, he was, I, I had heard something in him. I'm like, bro, you, like, bro, you got the sound that's out right now. Like, you, you talking about what people talking about right now, bro, like, you can really, you can push this further than I can right now. So I wanted to invest in him, but he wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. So... Um uh, that at that time I met uh all the members of Slump Gang. That's when I started meeting the engineers. I started meeting my homie uh Trips. Uh he out in Cali right now. I started meeting um my boy Sage and all of the guys that really started moving with those guys. And I started going to their concerts. They had this thing called Slump Fest like every year. And bro, like this shit would rock. Like something, it'd be, it'd, the, the, whatever venue they had it that they sold out all the time. And these dudes was performers. When you talk about MCs, like like these dudes is MCs, bro. Like wherever they go, whether it's five people, 10 people, bro, they're gonna rock the house. So I started vibing with them. And uh, that's when I started trying to work on my sound of what it is now.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I had put out a song a while ago um, and did a video to it when I was promoting in the club, I had scenes in the club and shit like that, but I wasn't feeling like where, where I was at on my on my sound yet. So I really took the time off to really study it, study the marketing of it, study how to push this stuff out, because everything costs. you know what I'm saying? So,
0: okay, and, and just talking about that evolution a little bit more, talk to me about your creative process. Like, well, like what's it like when you create? creating? You know, are you a writer, are you freestyle, you punch it in and out, what's, what's your creative process?
1: It all depends, like <clears throat> at first it was all right. At first it was all writing because I wasn't I wasn't in the booth getting that practice like I should have. So at first it was just straight writing and then over time it evolved to a a punching in. Like I like when I when I got real comfortable with it and when I realized like I can how fast things come to me, mm-hmm. it was more so of all right, now let's let's organically do it. Because writing, I can write a song today and if I wasn't in the booth for another five days, that vibe gone. For sure. Like so now it's just it's about catching a vibe more so than it is writing a song and going in and, and 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 laying it down. So like even though like it might be in between a, a little time in between now, like I always I want to get my own stuff, mm-hmm. like make sure I got my own in home set up because that way I can it can be more of an organic type of feel right. when I want to make that track right then and there. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And still talking about that a little bit more. When you when you create music do you constantly think of like I got to have one for the ladies, one for the club or you just or it's just whatever vibe you feel when you know
1: Sometimes it's whatever vibe. Um but the business side of it, you know, I always know like all right, I got to have this 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 and this this, this. you know, you got to make sure that you expand yourself. Mm. Like so like the next project I got that I'm working on is more of a um it's not so much of a hard sound, but more of a melodic sound, more of a vibe, more of like, oh, this it, it's, a, it's a melody type of thing. So uh, always looking at the different angles to attack the music and more so in that moment, whatever instrumental that I hear, mm. if that one hit me, like if it's something, if, even if I'm in this mode right now, if, 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 something, if I hear an instrumental that take me away from it, I'm going to focus on the one that took me away that I'm in that vibe with. But more often than not, bro, I'm I'm real particular about how I do it more now than I ever was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And,
0: and 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 with that, what's your favorite kind of music to do? Because I remember you said the fee- when the female and group she kind of expanded y'all. You know what yeah. I'm saying. But what's your favorite kind? You know what I'm saying. If you had to lock in and drop one, what what's it gonna be?
1: If I had to lock in i say the melodic ones, man. Like, the um, I got a song called uh, No Out of Time that I'm going to drop. It's going to be the first song off of the next project. Mm. And, uh, and I got another one called Receipts. Like, those, like, I feel like uh, some of my favorite songs to write. Mm. Um, some of them might be a little bit more personal. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of dudes don't like to show emotion no more in music. Like, we've gotten so far away from that, man um so you know a lot of them uh still have a modern sound but in a way to show show a different side to the music mm-hmm. like receipts like receipts is strictly about uh your my you're my lady going through a phone and seeing a whole bunch of bullshit and the trickle down effect from it you know what i'm saying so like telling the story like so and that real
0: nigga activity
1: yeah bro you know you motherfuckers can't relate to that you mm-hmm. know everybody can't always relate to the shit that's going on in the streets and so I feel like as an artist, you got to be well-rounded, man. You got to know how to express yourself on songs without it just being that one lane. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, I usually ask artists, like, like what's it like as far as, like, going about features or working with other artists? But your story is a little interesting because of the group dynamic starting off with and then the people you're working with now with Slump Gang. So um, if you could... How how was it? How was you always good working with others? Was it something you had to to learn with and and um with the group now? What's what's everybody's dynamic uh, as far as the group goes? Like do we have a? Uh, um,
1: I always been easy to work with others, but I wasn't always confident to to perform around others. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I, I, over the time, like, I really had to come out of that shell with. Because in music, the further you go, the more people going to be around you. Yeah, you can have sessions where you own you can have more intimate sessions where it's not a whole bunch of people around. But for the most part, it's always going to be somebody sure. there. So, you know, um, it's, it's real easy for me to work with others, come up with concepts and stuff like that. Um and the dynamic of the group, man, it's a wide range of music, like, every single artist got something different, man, Um like, my brother, for instance, like, he built a big portion of his fan base uh off of uh, making beats from uh, video games, like, you know what I mean, so, like, even though his, he can turn a video game beat into some smooth, melodic shit, you know what I'm saying, so, it'll be, like, crazy, bro, like, but, he got a, he, he win off that. Like she, man got four or four 5,000 subscribers on YouTube type shit. Like, and growing and counting bro. So he can drop some right now and go crazy on the views. um But you know, you got some artists who strictly like just hip hop in it. Um, That's our sounds are all so different. That's why we call it the collective mm-hmm. because my sound can be night and day from this person, this person here, his sound to be night and day from the next person. But when we do songs together, we find common ground. Mm. And that's what I like about the group. Like I, I always rocked with it.
0: Okay. Uh, and hip-hop, shit, music in general, you know what I'm saying, groups, you know what I'm saying, for the most part don't last. I think I think Run DMC probably the only one that lasts together. So how, how do y'all, you know what I'm saying, what, what does a disagreement look like between the group and how do y'all resolve it?
1: Oh, uh, man, we, uh, we'll have a big-ass group meeting, bro. And we all roll up, sit and have our everybody how they say. Um, and it's never really hostile disagreements. You know what I mean? Um, if if we if this is the lane that we gonna attack, like all right, it's closed and merch gonna be the lane that we attack, those who can do it, do it. We not forcing nobody hand to 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 put nothing in because everybody got shit going on. Mm-hmm. um so i we always want to make sure that we st- we're constantly working but at the same time it's at your own pace like our slogan is be as slump as you want to be so at one moment you can be going all in and in some moments you got life hitting bro like shit it's, mm-hmm. it's shit going on all the time so we we also want to be there to make sure like you don't got to feel pressured mm-hmm. to to Go outside of your way if you got something going on. We all grown men, got families, got kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we we've been doing it for so long that we understand. Like, we not we not 18, 19, clashing, going at each other every day. Like, this more of a organic feel. Like, hey, this is what we looking at. Like, everybody that want to be involved, like, if you don't want to, if you're not trying to perform, let's handle the equipment side of it. Who's going to be doing the music for the performance? Who's going to be the DJ? Who's going to be the light person? Who's going to be mm-hmm. selling merch? Like, we try to make sure everybody comfortable in the lane at that time. Mm-hmm. So it's not really ever any uh, any bad <clears throat> blood or dissension in, in, in the group. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so how, how, how does it work being in a group and then having solo? Having solo work, how how does that work? Um, Is it easy? Is it harder? Is it?
1: It can be up and down. You know what I mean. Like some days, I mean, so I'm I'm a real. I'm like I said, I've been by myself my whole life. You know what I mean. Like I'm kind of not, not a loner, but at the same time, I'm comfortable with being alone. So um, when we all do on our separate projects, it's business as usual for us on those projects. And we put in the group like, "Hey, I'm dropping this." Uh, we put the instrumentals that we got open. Um, one of my guys, Fletch, I got him on the song right now. Like it was an open verse, I just sent it out. Like, "Hey, who trying to who trying to come along on this?" Mm. And uh, we don't we don't feel no type of way if nobody don't. If they do, we know, cool. Like, it's just not like I said, everybody' lanes is so different on the recording side that we know like every song might not jump everybody might not jump on that that type of vibe that you want for right, that song that. that you putting out with the group like hey this is an open verse if anybody got some uh sometimes like i said we got producers there that just drop beat packages in there like hey these open beats go ahead if y'all want to hop on them you know so it's a real open-ended environment man mm. and we know from the experience of being in in it for so long and even though we haven't Everybody hasn't been so so much consistently. Like I took time off. You know what I'm saying? But we all see what we need to do. And we just try to stay level headed, man, and, and keep that eye on the prize. Like everybody got their own, some people got their own merch outside of Slump Game. Mm-hmm. So we don't never take it no type of way. That's what we want to do. Like, man, grow. Everybody, like growth. That's all we own. Like if you find out like, it's something that's in your lane, push it. Okay, okay. Uh <clears throat> I mean, uh, we are
0: in Chicago right now uh, One of the things I talk to a lot of artists about You know what I'm saying Being a recording artist in Chicago Well, it's starting to be around the country Can be one of the most dangerous professions You know what I'm saying So, does that change the way you carry yourself Just knowing for the fact like Somebody may know you But you ain't, you don't know them But they might see you on YouTube type yeah. of shit Do that change the way you move Or, or how you deal with people?
1: It definitely, uh, it definitely heightens You know, your sense of awareness But like you say Shit, we from Chicago, so I was always taught to move that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, My father, growing up in Islam, like, it it take a little bit of your childhood away. You know what I'm saying? Because you gotta be over aware. It's a gift and a curse. Because you can never let like, you never feel like you letting your guard Yeah, as you on the Fruit of Islam? Yeah, bro. Like, it was, you know, I'm all, you You always at attention. You always looking around that corner before you come around it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you always making sure you see what's going on. You reading the room. You reading people. So, um, for me, that sense of awareness has always been there. Like, always been there, bro. Like, yeah, it's. It's just something that's instilled in me. So I can't speak for everybody, but for myself, it definitely adds something, especially if you see, like when people see the stuff that's in my videos, you know, if people, somebody going to try you someday, you yeah, know what, so. what I'm saying? Somebody going to try to push that's that That's what I'm point. saying, just because yeah. it's a rapper, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, just because you rapping, just because of the shit you rapping about, like you got to be on point. You got to be on point. So it definitely, it definitely changed the dynamic. It make you think about it. You know, that's why, you know, I be out the way. You know, I, it ain't too many, t- if it's not about money or about the progression of it all, bro, like, it's, it's, I'm good. I'm not just going out frivolously, going out to the clubs and shit like that. Like, just has got to be some type of angle to it. All right, for sure. It's, it's, it's too much shit going on. And me being in promoting and especially promoting the venues that I did, like, where it was a lot of clubs shut down just because of The crowds that we brought out, Mm. like, you know, we responsible for uh, a lot of these venues, like getting shut down, like Shrine, like Adriana's, uh, Dolphin. Like a lot of them, a lot of the shit happened on those nights that I was working on. Mm. So for me, it was just like, man, it's too much shit going on out here. Like we, I feel like that time period changed the entire dynamic of Chicago club and Chicago Mm. nightlife. So I'm always over bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is barely a Chicago nightlife. You gotta yeah, travel, exactly, not
1: damn exactly, them, exactly, bro. Like right now, that shit is non-existent. Really, mm-hmm. it's more bars and, mm-hmm. and than than it is clubs. Like they not letting us into these spots like they used to. No more those big venues that hold two, three hundred people. Like that shit not existing no more. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay. For for anybody who watching and listening to this, how would you describe your
1: your style? Um. That's a good question, bro. Cause I think when they, I think on the rollout of everything that I got going on, like you will see the the original side of who I was, like in this project, like it's more in your face. Mm-hmm. Like this project is definitely more. I wanna is is be. It, I wanted to bleed through the speakers type of project. Um, but in the next project, they'll see a little bit more of the the artistic lighter side of it. The side where I'm able to articulate yo everyday situations but in a dope ass pattern so um i'm, I'm excited for the work that's coming out i'm excited for the project that just dropped um it's kind of like a gift and a curse too because I, i'm glad i dropped it but the business inside of me is like i can't wait to push out this next work mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i think people are, are definitely see the the, the well-roundedness because a lot of times chicago artists stick themselves in a the bubble mm-hmm. um Everybody want to be too hard, too much, too much. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cool. It's cool to be human. You know what I'm saying? It's cool to have emotions, fam. Like it's so, cool to be an artist, man. It's to be cool creative, to be artist. You know what I'm saying? Like when you look at the the top artists in the game, bro. They're they Literally, so, artists. They are artists, man. And I think in Chicago, we kind of getting away from that mm-hmm. because I mean, I, even even on some of the blogs, bro. A lot of the shit that get pubbed is just tension mm-hmm. is always this group against that group uh otf fb you know what i'm saying like all of that shit going on and that's what people look at chicago and think you have to be mm-hmm. then you got people like juice world mm-hmm. like who knew about juice world before he came out juice chance chance you know what i'm saying like it's the, the biggest artists in chicago always been diversified you know you got herb, you got dirt. You know what I'm saying. I feel like the, the just be, just be yourself, be man. Yourself. You know what I'm saying? Be, be yourself. Be yourself, yourself, man. Ain't nothing wrong with it. So if anybody listening coming up, be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yourself, man. Because people gonna rock with it. Like people hear the songs that I get, like receipts and 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 uh, uh, the songs that I'm coming out with now and about to bring out, and they be like, oh no, nah, these. These it bro and you know everybody gonna say something like that to a mm-hmm. song but at the same time it's it's refreshing hearing that mm-hmm. it don't always have to be uh it don't always have to be the street shit mm-hmm.
0: and and the street shit so connected with music shit right now is what you say the music and get you killed so yeah, it's like exactly, you know what i'm saying bro. so it, it's, it's not even worth it at the end of the day but <clears throat> it's what 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 get the clicks man so I, I see why they posted. So still talking about the, the artists in Chicago and the different type of artists. Who who do you listen to in the city outside of Slump?
1: Um, bro, I listen to everything that's coming out right now, bro, because ultimately, like, my music here, I want it to be diversified. Like, so um, the one thing I will say, like, that's different now that I, don't, that I feel like is, is coming up in Chicago, uh, the respect that the women getting in the game, mm-hmm. bro, like, yeah. I, I rock with that, you know. Coming from a family full of women, and and growing up, you didn't see a lot of female artists. Mm-hmm. Like and the buzz that they catching right now, I feel like it's good for the game. Yeah, uh, sure. the mellow bucks, the uh, Armani Blazers, and granted, like it's not. I don't. I I got so many people in my playlist. Um, I just I respect that a lot. I mm-hmm. I respect how the city moving right now. I respect that they getting in their lane, bro. So. Like for me, like shit, I'm trying. I I I want to ultimately work with whoever trying to work with me. Like it's not really necessarily a pinpoint person, but I'm open to to a lot of things, and I'm I'm sure a lot of people not open to right now. Like like I don't care about getting on the song with the females either. Like that's what that's what's gonna get you though. I look. I feel like that's what's popping right now. Mm-hmm. Like I look at um, like Duke Deuce. Um, I was seeing like just you know I always look at the marketing side of everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, every female artist that come out, bro, got a collab with them.
0: 'em. got to read that too.
1: <laughs> he jump he jumping on these collabs with these females, cause right now they, the women is taking taken over by storm on the game. So just for just as and much. And they as,
0: one of the top consumers of
1: music. Of music. It's just like you gotta think along those terms, man. You gotta have some type of business acumen to it sure. and not just be trying to drop. Uh, you know A lot of Chicago artists Had dispositions with them You know A lot of us go through A lot of shit So a lot of a lot of people Don't mess with everybody yeah, So you know I want it to be organic You know what I mean Like if we rocking if, if We rocking we rockin', And we'll go from there You know what I'm saying But at first I, up, I wanted everything To be organic
0: Okay right, I got a few more Questions for you Um, What I wanted to know is uh, What you doing music Do you have any other any other um, like goals or hobbies that's, that's that's on the same level as music or is music your main?
1: Um, I don't know if any of them will be. I mean, like just being a businessman in general, like is is definitely on the same level as far as my music, um, regardless if it's flipping palettes or uh, you know creating your LLC, making sure that you do the music side the right way. Uh, I feel like. Uh, that part is just as, if not more, important than the legwork that you put in the music. Because if your business acumen ain't up to par, then you 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 going to be lost.
0: And that's really one, what I want to ask you. How did you learn? Because I talk to so many artists, you know what I'm saying, that come through and they don't know nothing about caps or uh, 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 Distro Kids or anything yeah. like that. So, how did you
1: learn the game? Who taught
0: you the game? Like, who taught um, you the business side?
1: The slump. My, my guys in slump like those dudes I went I went to them um when I was about to start really dropping and that's one of the biggest reasons why I I navigated towards them because they have done so many projects like they all all of them got so many different bodies of work um whether they blew up or not you know what I mean like they know the ins and outs of the business side of it so for me before I started dropping I literally studied this shit for a year mm. like even, even when I started dropping, I dropped my first three songs. And after my third one um, that that I did with my homie Migo Mitch. Um, shout out to Migo Mitch, man. Free My Boy. Um, after I did the song with him, I literally took another step back. And started diagnosing, all right, how does the social media aspect of it work? Because the algorithms are oversaturated. Mm -hmm. So you have to see that you have to invest the money in blogs. You have to invest the money in advertising. You have to invest in the LLC so that the merch that you make, you can legally funnel that money in through it. So literally taking that time, like I don't think enough artists do that. I think people get caught in the concept of I can just drop and because I got A, B, and C amount of followers, this shit just gonna smack. Mm -hmm. Like, nah, this you have to learn the ins and out of the money side of it to do it right. Mm -hmm. Even getting beats from people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta do that shit right, man. Or you just or you you're going to be playing catch-up forever.
0: Man, I just had a, a thing with beat Stars. I'm on, on BeatStars. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm buying the beats exclusive. but I read the small print. They still got 50% of the publishing. So I'm, I'm going to learn how to make some beats, man. You yeah,
1: bro. Saying? The the more that you can cut out the middleman in music, the better. Mm-hmm. And that's our ultimate goal, like getting a, getting a facility where we can have our engineers engineer, our producers produce. Uh, writers write um, I write all my own music but as far as like the artwork like the cover art for Lane Change mm-hmm. my brother did that mm-hmm. and he was Slum Gang okay. so um, I do venture out and get artwork and stuff like that from other people but at the same time the more you can cut out that middle man cause so much shit costing this mm-hmm. so the more that you can keep it at the home base the better off you gonna be cause like you say learning how to make beats mm-hmm. like all of that stuff matter man Okay, and before
0: we get up out of here, man, real quick, uh, give us a, syn- a synopsis on lane change, real quick. What what can
1: we expect to to get um, from that? Lane change, um, is is I call it lane change because the first song that I put out like six seven years ago was called Move Around, mm-hmm. and like I said, like I enjoyed that process, but that was my first big step in music when I did that project, and I wanted to show the growth. In my music i wanted to show how far i've come from dropping that project and even the visuals if you put one and two next to each other you will see it and that's really like one of the biggest things for lane change for me so um i tried to add in all the different sounds that are to come um but for the most part i also wanted it to be something that uh, when you put on, it instantly catch your ear. Mm. Like from the very first song all the way to the last one, it's something that'll make you think. It's things that'll make you be like, damn, this shit hard as hell. Like just it's just off the beat alone. And um, just the different sounds that I've grown from, uh, from before. I put a project out and those who even knew who I was back then, I put a project out on that piff um, some years ago. And if you listen to that project and listen to me now, it's night and day. And that's the whole concept of Lane Change. That's why I named it that. Like, just witness the growth off the top and follow me through the journey. Like, we, we taking a ride. Okay, okay, for sure, man.
0: That's what's up, man. That's, that's, and that's good. It's kind of like you laying everything out. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be easy to make a biopic out of that, man. Exactly, you got, man. Got everything laid out already. All right, man. Uh, Go ahead, tell the people what you got coming up next, what you working on, and where they can find you, where they can work with you, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, man. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram in the DMs. Um, I also got the M O E Music page. It's literally M O E Music on Facebook. Um, Instagram is a uh, Mo of underscore Slump Gang. Um, and definitely check out all the music that I got on uh Apple Music. Title: I got song. I got videos on Vivo. Um, so wherever you stream your music at, man, MOE is Slump Gang, definitely check me out. Um, uh, definitely check out the whole Slump Gang Collective. Um, Sage, uh, Sage, um, my brother Kari, uh, be looking out for my boy Remy, one of my engineers, but he also a co-artist, man, be looking out for my boy Remy. And, uh, just look for the whole Slump Gang moving, man.
0: All right, man. Appreciate you coming through, man. So Keep love working. In a minute. Still, you're pressing the wrong button, I'm not even recording.